Thank you for joining us for Focus on the Bible with Dr. Freddie Coyle. Freddie is the president of Focus Evangelistic Ministries based in Danielsville, Georgia. Here he is now. Earthquakes, pestilence, wars, and rumors of wars all are in the news today. Not to mention the current crisis caused by the coronavirus. All this could only mean one thing. The rapture is about to happen. Right? Lots of people are talking about it. Is it about to happen? Let's talk about this as we focus on the Bible. We don't need any signs for the rapture. The Apostle Paul expected the rapture to happen in his own lifetime. We should too. Some time ago, I was speaking at an event over multiple days when two of the leaders of that event asked me if they could talk about the rapture. They said, Freddie, can you show us from the Bible the rapture? I told them I'd be glad to, and we turned to the most detailed passage in the Bible about that event, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and as I went through it with them, they were amazed to see it. At the end of my explanation, they said, we knew it was in there somewhere, but we didn't know where because our pastor told us that he would never teach about the rapture. He said it wasn't in the Bible, that it was just an old Baptist doctrine. Now, I steer clear of any denominational disputations, but we do have the Bible. And the Bible is very clear about the rapture, and we'll look at that today as we focus on it. I teach a lot about the rapture, not because I'm emotional over it or have some axe to grind, but because it's in the Bible and it's very important. It's an awesome event that we're all headed for who are believers in Jesus. But the Bible commands that we talk about this a lot. Why would we not talk about this event? I stood in the back of a church and shook the man of a hand after church one day. He was very excited. He was happy to have heard about the rapture from the Word of God that day. And he said, Freddie, my family just left a church that we were in for over 10 years. And not one time did the pastor ever mention the word rapture. Maybe it's because of too many arguments. Maybe it's because so many people are confused about the event itself or when it may happen and sides get taken and people steer away from it. But the fact remains, this is in the Bible and I'm commanded to talk about it and so are you if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. If you have your Bible, let's go then quickly and talk about the rapture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and we'll begin it in verse number 13. Before we look, Let's say just a word about the word rapture. One of the things that people use to criticize teaching about the rapture is they say the word rapture is not in the Bible. Well, the word pizza is not in the Bible either, but it's a pretty good thing to talk about. Actually, the word is not in the Bible. The word trinity is not in the Bible either, but the concept is. And the concept of this event called the rapture is in the Bible too. You could call it anything you'd like to. You could call it the departing, you could call it the catching away, the snatching away, the rising, but it just so happens the word rapture caught on, and that's the one that I'll use, even though the word's not in the rapture, uh, even though the word is not in the Bible, the concept is 
The word rapture that we get in the English comes from the Latin. It's Latin use of the word rapio or rapturo. And that's what's found in the Latin translation of the Bible's Greek. So it caught on in the English and that's what we'll call it today. 1 Thessalonians now, chapter 4, verse number 13. The Apostle Paul writes it like this. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. What did Paul say? I don't want you to be ignorant about the fact that you're going to see your loved ones again who were believers in Jesus. He wants them to know that this event has not happened yet and that their hope is all still in front of them, that they'll see their lost, that they'll see their dead believer friends in Jesus Christ. We sorrow when we lose a loved one. But we should never sorrow, Paul says, as people who don't have any hope at all of ever seeing them again. We do have hope, therefore we don't sorrow like those who don't believe. Verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. What did he say? You're going to see your loved ones again who believed in Jesus. If you believe in Jesus and they believed in Jesus, you're going to be together forever. And the reunion moment happens in the event that we call the rapture. Verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. What did he say? There are two groups of believers who will be affected by the rapture. Both groups believed in Jesus Christ in their lifetime. They have been saved by grace through faith. One of those groups of people we'll call the first. The first group is made of believers in Jesus who have died physically. The second group is the group of believers in Jesus who are still alive and remain on the earth at the point of the rapture. So there are two groups that will be affected by this. One group will go up before the other group. Let's talk about this word prevent. Here's a great word, but we don't use it in the way that it's used here in verse 15. Paul wrote, the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. The word prevent is the same word that we use today, precede. It simply means that one group won't go before the other group. In this case, what Paul is teaching is that those who have died as believers in Jesus will go first up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then the other group goes that's made up of those who are still alive when the event happens. Verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. What does this mean? Well, verse 16 and 17 are a summary. It reviews what we already established here from prior verses. 
That is, this event will begin with a shout and a trumpet blast. That shout and that trumpet blast are in the air, in the clouds, in the upper atmosphere. But it's heard, it's heard. And with that goes the first group up. This is that group of people who believed in Jesus and now they have died. We put their bodies into the grave and their soul and spirit have gone to be with the Lord already. And that group goes to the Lord first. He says, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Let me point out verse 17, the phrase caught up, that's the use of the word. That's the, the use of the word that in the Latin they translated from rapio or rapturo. We call it the rapture. It's the catching up, the catching away, the rising, the resurrection, the departure. Whatever you'd like to call it, friend, but don't miss the event itself. We have people who believed in Jesus who are now suddenly departing planet Earth. Often a question comes, and that is, uh, Freddie, if those who died have already gone to be with the Lord, then how on earth can the Lord snatch them up to be with Him in the air? Well, this is a simple answer. What went to be with the Lord? The eternal part of them, the spirit, the soul, has gone to be with the Lord. What was left behind? The body. It was the body of Jesus that went into the grave and it was a body of Jesus that was resurrected out of the grave. The rapture is a repeat of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now those of us who are in his family, we are his body, we have a resurrection too. So the part of us that goes to be with the Lord is the body on the rapture. So those who have died, whose bodies we buried in the grave, it's those graves that will open in the moment of the rapture, and those bodies will be reunited with the spirits that have already been with the Lord since the moment of the death of that believer person. So the order of the events is the trumpet blast, the shout, then the bodies of those believers in Jesus who have died will break from the graves and meet the Lord in the air. And then we too quickly, like the twinkling of an eye, will be raised, will be snatched, will be caught up together with them in the clouds. Now, make note of this. This is not the coming of the Lord to the earth. Jesus does not touch down on the earth at the rapture. He comes in the clouds, he stops in the clouds, and we go to the clouds where he is. This is not be, to be confused with Matthew 24. That's a prophecy about a completely different event. When Jesus does come all the way to the earth. And he begins his kingdom on the earth at that point. This is the rapture of the church. It will happen long before that second coming of Jesus. When he touches down in the world to start his kingdom. This is the final act of the church on the earth. On the day of the rapture. So we shouldn't be ignorant. We're going to see our loved ones again. Paul believed the rapture would happen in his own lifetime. Because he uses the, the word we twice in this passage. He puts himself in the second group. Those who are living during the time of the rapture. 
So Paul clearly believed in the imminent event, the rapture. He thought that it would happen in his lifetime. Remember, Paul wasn't at the Lord's planning table. He didn't have access to God's calendar. But from the inspiration of the scriptures, Paul expected that he would be a part of the group of living believers in the world on the day of the rapture. This is why we believe so much that the rapture is imminent right now. We need no signs. We're not looking at locusts and earthquakes to tell us the Lord's coming is near. We believe with Paul it is near and is on the way. The bodies of those loved ones of ours who have died in Jesus are going to be revealed again from the graves and they'll beat us to Jesus Christ in the clouds where we will go, be united with them and the Lord. And verse 17 makes it clear, this is final, this is final. Once we are with Jesus in those clouds, we'll never be apart from him again. No matter where he is, if he's in the heavens, we'll be there. If he's on the earth, we'll be with him in the earth. It says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. So why in the world wouldn't we be excited about talking about the rapture? Verse 18 is our command. He says, wherefore comfort one another with these words. So we should talk about the rapture all the time. We should often remind one another of where we're headed. We should remind one another that we are going to be united with our loved ones again. We should remind one another of the great comfort of these words of this awesome event that we still wait for expecting him to break the clouds at any time any day perhaps today we'll be with our loved ones because of the rapture friend are you ready if not you could be if you would rest your faith not in what you've done or ever could do but in jesus christ the one who died for you and rose again amen Thank you for joining us for Focus on the Bible. It is our joy and pleasure to bring you this broadcast. We are so thankful for our family of supporters. If you would like to send a tax-deductible gift, you can mail that to Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. If you would like more information or to make an online donation, you can do that at www.freddycoyle.org. Until next time, whether it's here, there, or in the air.